What up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. This has been a long-awaited show. I mean, we've been kind of just talking about this as announcements in other shows, but now it's becoming some sort of a... Trend. Trend. Thank you, Mr. Alvarez. Mr. Gibbs, how are you, sir? Uh, you know, bittersweet, right? This is a North New Jersey native, someone holding up our city, so I should be happy. But at the same time, it's 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 bittersweet because he can't find a credible opponent to show his greatness. Back, what was it, October now? I knew you weren't done. See, I thought about jumping in there, but I'm like, he's not done. No, I was done, but since you didn't go, I just kept it moving. It's like push, push. But since the WBC announced the rankings oh, wow. in... November, October or November, November? You know, how many people have now turned down Shakur Stevenson uh, publicly? It's been a handful know, now, Ness. It has. And I'm going to be honest, it's been a handful of uh, notable individuals. And that's been the surprising part to me. That's so going down the list, Devin Haney is the champion. WBC mandated Shakur, who is number three. Can we get a screen share? Shakur's number three on the WBC rankings. They've mandated him to face originally number two, Isaac Cruz. The world celebrated in joy. We thought we were going to get a, a, a traditional Mexican versus African-American fight. Everything that Floyd Mayweather talks about being the green print. Isaac turned that down. And not just the green print, Ness, but obviously a uh, measuring stick given that it would be a common opponent. With Javante Tank Davis. Absolutely. This is why I said Bob Arum and Top Rank would fail Shakur because they would not do what was necessary to get that common opponent, to get that pay-per-view fighter, to get the same fighter that Ryan was calling for. Isaac turns it down. Shakur and Top Rank sent an offer to William Cepeda. He threw damn near 1,500 punches versus JoJo. Everyone rejoiced. Enjoy yet again. William now turns down this fight. And, you know, at this point, Shakur takes to social media to say, if this were me or Devin Haney turning down fights, we would be getting ridiculed. It wouldn't be the same. You guys are letting these guys turn down good fights, and there's no repercussions for Isak Cruz and, and William Sebeda. We move down the list again. George Cambosos comes out on his social media like, no, sir. After two tough fights, I deserve whatever it is that he says he deserves, which is not another tough fight with Shakur. And he's right. No, absolutely. Back-to-back -back losses in your home country. You know, let him get back in there. Um, At least let him get in the win column. And, you know, George did say second half of 2023 or end of 2023, I believe, um, he'd be open to it. So there you go. You know who didn't care that he's losing twice back-to-back? -back? Number 12 on the rankings, Jojo Diaz. Only one above IBO champion, Maxi Hughes. So, desperate times, desperate measures. He told Shakur on social media, hey, I'll fight you. And I don't know that he needs to, Jojo Diaz. I think he can work his way back up. But if you're in this for the money... You're in this for the money, and 
you know, no bigger payday than a Shakur payday for a JoJo Diaz at this point. Uh, and you know, it's a bump in the rankings. If you happen to win, you go from 12 to number three yo, in a perfect world. And uh, one thing to consider, you know, JoJo, uh, regardless, is a former Olympian. He is a uh, former world champion. And on top of that, another barometer, uh, you know, given that that's a common opponent with Devin Haney. The issue that I see with JoJo then, is that people on... top on... of that, him and Shakur both started at the same weight class, you know, just throwing that out there, so... The issue I see with JoJo is that people, you know, on Twitter, you know, basically are saying that he hasn't gotten a, a, a solid win since... Seven Farmer, but, you know, he did beat Javier Fortuna before Ryan Garcia. So, he does have those two back-to-back -back losses. And uh, that's how he landed the title shot with Devin Haney, uh, being the first of those back-to-back -back losses. And William Cepeda, uh, someone who turned the opportunity to face Shakur Stevenson down, being the second of those back-to-back -back losses. Mm-hmm. So... That's what brings us to Sutsichiro Yoshino. I probably did very good with that. Who? Suchichiro Sosino. Okay. Okay, they got the volume on. Turn the volume on. Uh Oh, that's why they got it off. All right, because my video is playing. Now that's off. Now we'll do that one more time. Shuchiro Yoshino. Yeah, Shuchiro. Shuchiro Yoshino. I was pretty good, close. Yeah, I'm So I don't know who that is. We got to pray he turns it down. And then Jermaine gets an opportunity. But then Jermaine's coming off of what? Two back-to-back -back or one loss? You don't even got to pray. No, he might, he might take it, bro. No, I'm not saying that he wouldn't. But I'm just saying that you just got to call the BC like, yo, this, this the fight we're doing. Bump one up. This is why. I mean, this dude seems dangerous, too. 16-0, 12 KOs. Never at fought least from outside a power of Japan. standpoint. Never fought outside of Japan. That's true. You know, I, I he's just, for somebody named Spicy Masasuchi. No, Masatusita. Oh my God. Ma Tsushi. Sushi. Ay, ay, ay. Why that sounds like a sushi? <laughs> oh, Spicy Mats. Mats. Spicy Matsushita? Spicy Mamacita. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how is your name? A fucking sushi. That's crazy. That's like, what's my man name that um, little mini Pac-Man's about to fight? His name is like Kit, Kit, Kit Kat Freshmart. He's about to fight CP Freshmart. Yeah, in Thailand. He's got to go over there. They lost the purse bid. Oh, the wow. kid we had in the studio. Yep, yep, yep. All the way to Thailand. Who won it? I Who? wish I was Bob's fucking friend. Just take me with you. They're all over the country. Those sons of his must, they're like the Watson twins. Spanish version. They're everywhere. All right. First of all, you totally fucked that up. Um, you How? Because, hear me out. You said, I wish I could be Bob's kids. Friend. Friend is what I said. Never kids. Then I said, 
Look at his kids. They're all over the world. They're like the Watson kids. Yeah. They're okay. enjoying life, I, bro. I heard Bob's son. I probably said Bob's son, too. No. Oh. Bob Santos' sons. Oh, okay. What are you thinking about? Bro, honestly? Oh, you're thinking about Aaron. No. The, yeah, but, but because it's in Thailand, because it's in Thailand, I totally got... Misguided, and I thought Sean Gibbons because it seems like he deals with all the fighters from over there. Yeah, and then when you said look at his son, all over the country, I mean, in all over the world, regard you know he's traveling everywhere. I thought um, Brandon Gibbons, obviously uh, Sean Gibbons' son, who was his second, but yeah, totally. Yo, that's crazy. Yo, I've been didn't he break that that guy? That's the one that broke Floyd's record, right? Oh. Oh, from some dude from Thailand. CP Freshman. I want to say he's like 54 and 0 now. Okay. I mean, there was, remember the other dude was like, like Don Jordan and that, JoJo Dad? No. Uh, the dude that beat Marquez from out there. Um, I think it was JoJo Dan, no? Nah, JoJo Dan is a welterweight. There's another dude that beat uh, Jordan Dan or Jordan. It was like an American name, but he was from like Thailand. He beat Marquez mm. mad years before Pacquiao did. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's always, like, a dude that has, like, 50-something fights from... But it don't matter. It's like, you got, like, 50-something fights in Thailand. No, no, no. But I'm saying, they'll, like, surpass them. Yeah. But eventually lose. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It don't matter. You, like... No, no, no. I like, know. Obviously, if you no don't hold really on... No one really cares about Chavez's 80-something fights. No. It only matters when you hold on to it, is what I'm saying. So the guys that... Don't hold on to the old. I don't even know that it matters. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that part of the country, those dudes, they stay with 40, 50 fights, but they nobodies. They literally named after fucking stores in a, in a town. That shit don't make sense. They need to change that. I feel like that's a little bit disrespectful to yeah. the father. So, so, yeah. Oh, no. So, this guy is definitely... Okay, I'm thinking of somebody Chris else. Chris John. Because this guy's only 24 now. So I'm totally thinking I'm of somebody you, else. I'm telling you, see? And who, who is he? I mean, he's he's fought outside of Thailand. He fought in China once. Okay. Um, But yo, this dude, yeah, his alias is Knockout CP Freshmart. Wow. Yeah. But he, his knockout percentage is 37%. <laughs> so is the supermarkets called like CP Freshmarts out there? I don't know. That's crazy. I never understood the whole alias thing. That's like so so on V side. Okay, hold on. Somebody's saying, oh, Edwin de los Santos. Get out of here. Talking about that's the only guy we want to see him fight. Knock it off. Who bro. said that? That must have been Joel. Uh it says uh or uh Ari. Is that is is that a Spanish name? Kenneth Dimentros? Dimentros? Right? Dimentros. He said, if, Kenne. He fit. definitely, he definitely Dominican. My man's name is Kenny. Not Kenneth. It's Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Dimentros. <laughs> he definitely Dominican. <laughs> they got creative. <laughs> Yo, I was watching or I was seeing a, a list of Dominican baseball players. Names? Brother. Unbelievable. The creativeness no, that, 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 that you, you guys have. That. You know that. Oh, he said he's African. Okay, Kenneth. Okay. 
Yo, New York Bullet says Shakur Adorno. Check my man out, MF Benny Hinn. If he promote, if they promote it right, why not De Los Santos? I can't believe De Los Santos is like Robin Hood right now in these streets. No, he's like Pitbull to some people. No way, no way. He didn't. He didn't get that crossover. Jeremiah Nagatilia. No way. Not again. I think. I think. I. Uh... You know, once we get our guest on the show, Jermaine Ortiz, we'll get a feel, but... I don't think Jermaine is going to take it either. What's the rush? You just got your deal. I'm sure you could get, like, a, a Nakatilia, mm. uh, a Nakatani, a Kome, then come back. Puerto, but, Puerto Rico versus Puerto Rico. Well, Jermaine's half and half, right? Yeah. Half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. Mm -hmm. But the battle of the bodies, of the of the medio body. And you never know. If he don't rush it, maybe they do him in Pedraza after Barbosa. He got to move up. Five pounds. Mm. What's the rush? You know what I mean? Um, Shakur, he's got a different trajectory. You know what I mean? No, nah, his trajectory is a fast one. Yeah, exactly. He's got a rocket ship pack strapped to his back. So it's like, you know... You got to know what you're doing if you're going to try and, uh, I guess, intercept whatever he's got going on. Absolutely. Why can't Shakur fight Maxi Hughes? Because, you know, Shakur's going down the line. He's not necessarily looking for the biggest fight. He's just looking for somebody to accept it because next fight, that means he's the mandatory. Um, or at least should be called or named the mandatory. So, you know, uh, Maxi Hughes is 13. He only considered JoJo because a fan on Twitter said, you should fight JoJo. And he's like, JoJo my man, but he could get it too. And then JoJo said, yo, let's run it on Twitter. So they like, all right, whatever. Well, I wasn't a fan. It was uh, Rick Merrigan. Oh, it was Rick? Yeah. Oh, Rick on his job. That's like, his manager. But no, you, you, you do have it right. Rick replied to a fan. Shakur replied to Rick. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the only Joshua, reason they went down there. But you right, though. If they going to go to Joseph, De Los Santos is 11. Nakatilia, who he already beat below, somehow is number 10. Michelle Rivera's busy on a Saturday fight with Frank Martin. Yvonne Mendy, man. I don't even know how he get here. Who he beat to be number 8? Joshua, what way, what way he at? Because... I, I fact-checked you. He ain't that lightweight, so Ooh. what you talking about? Who? He's saying, he he put in the chat, Giovanni El Cabron Cabrera, 21-0, number eight in the IBF. So I'm thinking even those, you know, cores going down the nah, BC route. Nah, but Cabrera just fight Heron? Is that who just fought him? Yeah. Who, who, no, who, who Cabrera just beat? Oh, no, Cabrera just beat the other brother, Gabriel Flores, bro. Giovanni Cabrera, that's who he beat, was Flores. But I'm saying he's not ranked like he said he's ranked. Oh, yeah. He's not in that conversation. Unless he has a different and last Yvonne name. And your mom, Mendy, coming off of laws. They can't let my man get in and eliminate off of laws, bro. That'd be, that'd be straight technicality where my man is like, fuck it. There's no one left. We got to put oh. you in an eliminator. And Yvonne is 37 years Disregard, old. Disregard, Sam. You one line. He got two last names. That's just weird. So he is in the rankings. Yeah, but under a different name. What is he under? Giovanni Mioletti. 
Mioletti and Cabrera. Under whose even... rankings, though? IBF at number eight. Yeah, so, I mean, again, why is he bringing up a dude that's not ranked in the WBC? Well, I think their family, they got the same last name. It wouldn't matter. Shakur's trying to make an eliminator. He was mandated no, to do an eliminator. You know, obviously. No, I mean, I'm we just, just got to stick yeah. to the facts so that you understand because, like, this guy's probably trying to insinuate, like, you know, oh, well, he could fight him and watch doesn't he fight him. Well, like, he's not ranked. Like, I'm trying to get an eliminator to the champion For the that beast. has all the belts. You know? Yeah, I seen he from Chicago. Yeah, huh. Giovanni is. We had him on the show before. He's my boy Adrian Clark's people. Okay. He did a movie too, I think, out of New York, maybe. Uh with with with, with uh 50? not a movie. 50? He was on that, he was on that last OG, I'm pretty sure. Okay. With uh Tracy Morgan. And Enrique Church, yeah. And Enrique Church, okay. Yep, yep. But the number to call in, 1425-569-5241. Press one one time. Voice your opinion right here. Let us know what you think Shakur Stevenson should do. And how this should play out while we make about another 20-something minutes to can, give our guest Jermaine Ortiz. Can I tell? It's Jermaine Ortiz, by the way. Not Jermaine. Yeah. Jermaine. 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 No, it's Jermaine. Bro, you sound Jamaican. It's because they're Dominican. It's Jermaine. It's Jermaine, bro. No, it's Jermaine. Yo. What up? You made me lose my train of thought. You're so whack for that. Damn, champ. Yeah, you whack for that. Yo, look at this guy, Keneef, who's trying to lie and say he's from Africa when he know he's Dominican with that name, Kenneth. He keep asking for the um Edwin fight. I know, I see him. He like Shakur know what'll happen if Delosano's get to him. Why do you guys think that? <laughs> because he beat Rayo. But it's a prospect. He beat Rayo, man. He was on his... He was looking to be on his way up. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Yo, it's crazy how the talented fighters get all the hate. Look. Shakur only likes to fight small mother effers. Him and Devin. Should I time <laughs> him out? Put him in timeout? <coughs> That's just hilarious. Some, um, somebody said, how about Baranchik? Yeah, he just beat Yvonne Mendy, but he not ranked. This dude, pound for pound, Jack, love mentioning dudes that are not in the conversation. And even for the Los Santos, let me just say something. Devin Haney, who is the WBC lightweight champion right now, if he wanted to uh, defend his title, voluntary, let's say, you know, everything cool, he ain't got no obligations, he could voluntarily defend his WBC lightweight title, and he chose Edwin De Los Santos, you know that the WBC wouldn't approve it right away. He would actually have to write a level, uh, a letter of exemption. Because be, he's under the top because 10. Because he's not even in the top 10. So, you know, for people that keep, you know, preaching Edwin de los Santos, like, guys, you know, there's 10 people, 10 Let names ahead pumped. of him. Let him get pumped. He need I'm to just pump. saying there's 10 names ahead of him that should be wanting to get in there. Nine That's guys. why de los Santos needs to make a fight with number 12. Number 12, number 11. Fight. Was he at the BC convention? You know what I'm saying? Was any of his people there? Who, De Los Santos? Yeah, because nah. they could have they could have spoke then. No, no. You know, no. they could have put up a fight then. Mm -mm. Not at all. 
But um, it's crazy how top-heavy that WBC uh, top seven or, you know, six replacing Shuchito because we never heard of him, even though he seems to be a puncher. I mean, only 75%. What? KO ratio? That's good, bro. Better than 50. I'm just saying it. Far. In your home country? I mean, 16-14. So what you mean 16-14? Only two people didn't make it. He's oh. 16, 14 knockouts. Oh, I thought it was 12. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, maybe you're right then. Maybe I see him wrong. I don't know. Nah, but I mean, I'm not familiar. I'm not privy to him. Yo, Cinchito is actually ranked in the WBO and in the WBC. He's 6 and 7, so mm. he obviously doing something right. And that dude, Denny's, British, uh, what do you call them? Whatever. Betty, Benny Chank? Bernie Chank? Whatever. Um... He is in the IBF, and he's all the way at the bottom at number 12. Let me see if, uh, when's the last time Yoshino fought? So he just beat Masayoshi Nakatani. Okay. Awa Nakatani? Indeed. Oh. Indeed. Look at that. The one that beat, um, the one that lost to T.O. And, and he beat him in, and, in six by knockout. And Loma, For the yes. WBO Asia Pacific. Uh-oh, he coming. Yeah, so Okay, that, he caught him off a win, though. He didn't get him straight off a loss. Right. So that was obviously... His biggest? His biggest. And then... Oh, no, no, bro. He beat Masayuti Hito. That's Jamel Heron's uh, dude that he beat for the belt. I bet you that's him. Yeah, that's him. That's bro, him. he beating all these hometown dudes, huh? Back. Let me find out. Let me find out. He got the dude that, uh, remember the dude Robert Robert Guerrero fought? What was his name? That was a war. Who? When Guerrero fought a, a Japanese dude. Okay. You don't remember on that Golden Boy card? Nah, Tim. You know, I'm, I'm old. Old young, you mean? Old young. Bad memory. Nah, that's it. That's it. That's it. He only got them two names on there that I know. Yeah, no, same for me. But two very recognizable and very uh, notable names. Obviously, now you have also, a barometer. He did it better than Loma. He did it better than Tio. Uh-huh. So, I was just seeing it. That he head had... throws me. Oh, let me get a screen share. This hair is hilarious. He is not looking like he's from Japan right now. Where he look like? I mean, honestly, he looked like he like Mexican. Oh wow. Oh wow. You think that? You don't think so? No. Danny, y'all look y'all totally look related. <laughs> Bro, what would his name be? Luis. <laughs> nah, bro. You, you think? Luis Yoshino. <laughs> He's half Mexican, half Japan. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Shout out to our good friends right here in Las Vegas. At, over, over at Hardeen. Now, we are at the win, so you may think it's the Hardeen next door at Encore. In fact, I am referring to Hardeen Premium Kennison Dispensary. That's right. Check oh. them out on Desert Inn and get yourself all the amazing Christmas specials. Honestly, you know, I didn't realize until it finally clicked. They have deals every day. So that's always a bonus. Yes, and uh, if you go ask for Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, she do hook it up. And always knows what specials they have cooking, trust me. 
This is true. Looks like we got a caller on the line while we make some time for our first guest, Jamaine Ortiz, <laughs> coming off that big loss, controversial, to Lomachenko, where I think one judge only gave him two rounds, right? I legit just closed the box, right? Give me a sec. Pull this one up. Looks like we got Adrian in Wisconsin. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro? Can you hear me? Yes, I do. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just got off a little training session. Got some, some work in today. Down at the gym. Getting ready for Border Wars 14. You know what I'm saying? Vegas, February 25th. Going to be going down. Um, now, nah, I wanted to tell you on the last show, I kind of got in late. But uh, Brandon Lee is, is funny because you're saying that to be announced, He's in all these different, uh, his matchmakers are in these different groups that I'm in, obviously, because of boxing, trying to offer $20,000 to fight him and shit. And there's a lot of people turning it down because they realize who he is. So there's some people, some fighters down there turning down 20 racks. So they're looking to pay. I don't know how many uh, rounds that fight would be, but I know they're offering 20000 to fight him right now, currently, uh, in all the matchmaker uh, groups and shit. To but fight the Brandon Lee? Is they don't, they're not. Yep, to fight Brandon Lee. Yep. Yo, that's this Saturday in yep, Vegas. They, yeah, I know. That's what, wow. Y'all brought that up, and I was like, damn. I was like, damn, they they in these matchmaking uh, groups, and I'm in more than one. They in there offering that money, but they ain't necessarily saying who he is. But uh, you, know that, you know that it's him because they put the record and everything up there, and with the time of the fight, you know, I lined, we lined it all up, like, but I don't know. Someone should probably take that $20,000. I don't know. I don't know how many rounds that fight is. Is he, is he an eight or ten round fighter now? Man, eight. What um, what Bro, way he at? Mahmoud Charles, 40, Lucas right? Brown 40, is already right? off, Danny. Damn, it's off? In Dubai, they were fighting for the WBC peace belt. It's off already, bro. Damn. It's I crazy. already bought the pay-per-view. You lying. No, bro. It was $24.99. That's a lot. Um, but the other... The other part is, um, so as far as Shakur, is Roley ranked in the top 10 anywhere? Yep. At I would like 140. To see. I would like... Yeah, they ranked him above. Oh, 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 they ranked him in the weight class. Okay. All right. I was going to say, man, I'd like, to, I'd like to see that fight for Shakur just because it's a common opponent with Tank. And I think that Roley will sell the fight. Like, you know, if he's having a trouble getting people to accept fighting him, I feel like at least Roley would fight him. I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't turn it down. He would go fight him, and uh, it'd be a good common opponent with Tank. And I think it would just be a, it'd be a good card. It'd be an interesting fight because at least we know Roley would try to would try to touch him up and, and put him out of there. Not saying he, he will at all, but he's gonna make the attempt, and it's gonna be a an interesting fight. If not, though, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think. Yeah. Pound for pound, I'm going to just time you out. You're, you're obviously like a, a super-duper idiot. We're talking WBC rankings, bro. Like, my man said stay off the weed because his boy, the Eastern European, is ranked number four in the WBO. Yo, Shakur's going for an eliminator with the WBC. That's who mandated him. Lord have mercy. Agenda pushers in this chat, bro. 
My bad, Adrian. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. You got you, know, you got to flame them dudes up when they're acting stupid. I, I know, I know what you got to do. Yeah, but, uh, no. I mean, do you guys think that that's a that's a viable fight? Like as, as far as to stay busy and to, and to put them in position, I'm Hell not sure yeah. if that helps them out. Hell yeah, man! Man, that, what? You know, it does it help them out? Look what Coach Calvin Ford just said yesterday. Well, the other day, on, it was it yesterday on the interview when he was like, uh, uh, talking about Tank's pay per view. Yeah, he and said Roley was the best. There you go. Said, right. So, so I look, I look at it like they need to, they need to send him an offer because I, I believe if Roley were to come down, if he could make one thirty five, I don't know. I think you guys have met him in person. Is he a big guy? Is Ro- he walking around at you know where he can't make that weight? I mean, I, I'm not, uh. I'm not his team, but uh, if he did move up, and like I said, he is currently ranked at the 140-pound division. If he did move up, I think that uh, speaks volume, and I think that says uh, that it was more than time because you got to think he's he's with one of the best in the world in Coach Larry Wade. So, you know, um, Coach Larry Wade has gotten numerous world champions prepared, and his work speaks, speaks for himself. Uh, you know, I, I want to give him credit, especially the work that he's done with Robesi Ramirez uh, recently has been remarkable. And you know what I'm saying? I think that if he did move up, he cannot come back down. I got you. Yeah, I mean, Roley I'm talking posted about getting a video, down. He posted a video on TikTok today. I mean, he didn't look extra big, but it's hard to, you know, tell I just, five I just, pounds. I just... I mean, you... A video, I just remember a video is hard to tell, but I'm just saying, like, if it's five pounds, if if Roley can come down, um, that's a, to me that's a big fight as far as I just don't know. Five. Again, and man, I feel like that's a- uh, again, you guys are not thinking business. Like, why would Mayweather put Roley in there with Shakur, even though it's an eliminator? And I guess there's a meth a means to the madness. It's not final eliminator. It's not a mandatory. It's not the champion, so it's like even if he beats Shakur somehow, some way, he still got another couple hoops of he, fire he to go through. Shot. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. That that doesn't make sense then. I mean, if you're going to get the shot right out the gate, and then you got to fight a couple more fights at a at what one thirty five and Roley's what well, one forty pounder. And there's been yeah, rumors. That, that there's been rumors of uh, Roley and Puello, even though Puello was mandated to fight. Someone that, you know, even Jake Donovan was saying that he's been hearing heavy rumors that that fight won't happen regardless. The one that was mandated in the WBA convention this week. Oh, uh, Gary Russell. Yeah. Gary Antoine Russell. Yeah, they said, so So Puello might fight Roley, and they said that that fight that was ordered, it might never happen according to sources close to both sides of the camp. So maybe Gary Russell don't want no WBA belt. I don't know. I got you. Well, that's all I got, fellas. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of the show, man. Appreciate it. We will be having Jermaine Ortiz in just a bit. Uh, looks like we got King Amin of Essex, New Jersey. What up? Perfect segue into my call, ladies and gentlemen, because I was going to say if you guys had mentioned it, Jermaine Ortiz is the perfect opponent. Um, and he called it out, you know. He said he wouldn't mind that fight. And I agree as far as, you know, uh, shout out to my guy, Bodywork Boxing, Mr. Bodywork Boxing, because 
he described what Shakur is doing right now as being very Pac-Man-esque. He ain't coming up to 135 to dance around. He's coming up to eat the competition. And since everybody turning into ghosts and walking out them side doors and them side walls, who else is there to see? If Jermaine Ortiz is willing to take that fight because of the whole triangulation with Lomachenko, I think that sets up whatever the next step that top rank. Because I'm thinking my business hat. You know, usually we talk about the fights and who we want to see. But understanding the reality of all the people that have returned down the fights as well, Jermaine Ortiz is the perfect, perfect, perfect opponent for Shakur if nobody else don't want to step up to the challenge. Now, were you one of the people that believed, and I'm not saying that this wasn't the case, but were you one of the people that was under the impression Jermaine beat Vasil in, in their last fight? No, not like that, but I thought he, I thought he fought well until, you know, he, he kind of got confused in a few moments and Loma, you know, took advantage of that confusion. So, I mean, and I think Ortiz earned his way to that fight. And again, a la Blair Cobb, you know, he won by losing because he showed that he could hang when nobody, most people didn't know who he was. And, and Ortiz is the kind of fighter that took his opportunity. He took that opportunity from Adorno and then when he had the chance against Herrick. So, you know, if you're talking about seeing where Shakur is at, what he looks like, and answering those questions about what he could do at 135, again, Ortiz is a good opponent for that. Yeah, I just don't know that Ortiz is going to take that coming off the uh, Lomachenko laws, but we will be asking him that. That'll be one of the first questions. Hey, my question would be, why not? You know, why, why not take it? Because you get the chance to say you've been in with two fighters that are, you know, considered arguably, depending on who you ask, you know, the best of this era. Why wouldn't you take it, you know, unless top rank is just doing foul? But I can't imagine that they would give him you know, a, a light bag for that. And it's a great opportunity, you know. Um, yeah, I don't see why wouldn't he take it. Shout out to Jermaine, the technician, Ortiz, man. And shout out to you guys, man. All right. Well, brother, thank you for calling in. I mean, in Essex, I got some other callers on the line. Remember, you do have to press one at least one time. That'll give us the indication that you want to talk and you're not just listening. So. I see you in L.A., but you ain't press one. All right, there you go. And it looks like you might be a brand new caller. Who's this? Where you calling from? Yo, it's Reggie and Cali right now, San Bernardino. Reggie, what up? What up, champ? Yo, I was just uh, calling. If I was uh, Jermaine Ortiz, people, I would not put him in the ring with Shakur. I think that's the worst move he could make, even though he did do a good job against Loma. If it was me, I think it was a draw, if anything, but I could see why Loma won with them last couple rounds. It was a toss-up to me, swing rounds. But I would not put that boy in there. He already just took a loss, even though it was a good showing. You don't want another loss on his record. That's just going to hurt his bag in the long run. Put him in there with somebody he could look better against. Put him back in the rankings higher. And then maybe get Shakur down the line. With Shakur, I think he just need to probably go to Jojo Diaz route since Devin already worked him. Just work him better. And then just get in line. You know they want Loma to get them belts. I don't like how Bob Aaron trying to keep all the belts under top rank. I don't even know how Shakur in this position. He ain't even did nothing at 135. But 
like I said about Ortiz, he need to stay far away from Shakur, and Shakur should just probably get with JoJo and then work from there. And Devin going to drop them belts after he beat Loma. He ain't going to take no L with Shakur Tank. That boy moving up to 140. That's all I got to say, though, man. Y'all what, keep on doing what y'all What was doing. your name, champ? Uh, Reggie in San Bernardino. Reggie. Thanks for calling in, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so we got a couple minutes before we get Jermaine Ortiz. He should have link in hand. We'll have him here. If you want to drop him a question, head on over to our Patreon page where we should have a post for Jermaine. And you can drop him a question and uh, we'll ask him that. What's your name and everything? Yo. You know? What up? So, I got your email, champ. Yeah. What do you think? You going to show up? I was going to ask, are we going to show up? What time is it? 11. 11 Friday? Tomorrow, so no show. Oh, yeah, we got no show here. Julian Edelman, Super Bowl winner, will be in this very studio that we do our show in every day. Who's that? Julie Letterman? <laughs> Julian Edelman. He's a... Oh, Julian Edelman. Whatever that is. Who is he? Super Bowl winner. Play, Who's uh, the guy taking me out of my studio? Played for the Patriots. Very good football player. He's doing a voiceover in here. Okay. In this very studio that we do our show Monday through Friday from. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of off. So I you, mean, not me. I actually got a topic and everything for mañana. Let me see what I picked out for tomorrow afternoon. Found it early as, oh, wow, Instagram changed to dark mode. They just be updating. Yo, crazy, right? They got this new, like, status update in the they messages. Just do up, up, updates and just like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I want. So tomorrow's second topic will be fight announcements. We'll keep it at that for now. But there's been a lot of fights announced that we haven't talked about. So... Actually, now that I say final announcement, I, we never talked about Yard and Better Beef, did we? Like, no. Officially? Never officially. Wow. January 28th, Across the Pond. Sucks. We'll Sucks. go deathly in death on that and uh, several other fights tomorrow. Who that? Where? I just felt like somebody important walked by. Hmm. See, you don't get the view of the glass. I got another caller on our landline. Remember, you can call in and uh, voice your opinion. one 565 We are taking callers while we wait for Jamain Ortiz to call in and let us know, will he accept the Shakur Stevenson Challenge? Adrian in Brooklyn, what up? You. What's good, Chilling. How you feeling, champ? How y'all doing? Can't complain, brother. I'm another cool, day, man. another just, podcast. Uh, just throwing some uh, poison derby in the air. Listening to you guys. Poison. Work down right. at the crib. That fire. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say something. I was thinking, like, yo, I don't, I don't think Jermaine Ortiz should fight uh, Shakur yet. I think maybe Cambosos and Jermaine Ortiz would be a good fight. You know, they both come with losses. Good fight. Against two good fighters. That I like would be that. I like that, too. A good fight to watch, you know? I like it. 
And, um, word. And since nobody else want to fuck with Shakur, why don't fucking Edwin De Los Santos been calling him out, like, out the gate, you know what I'm saying? Just to get a fight at 135. I mean, it's like Danny <laughs> said, he would have to he would have to petition to get it approved because De Los Santos is not top 10. He's he's actually 11 or 12. Oh, well, no, man. I'm saying if he was champion, he couldn't No, even. I mean, still, even mm. for an eliminator, you, you got, you, he's not top 10. So mm. in order to do the final eliminator or an eliminator with, you know, it was supposed to be top two fighter Isaac Cruz. They're going down the list. So now they would be skipping JoJo to approve De Los Santos, so they got a petition. Mm. He's what number is JoJo, yo? Like 11? I mean, 10? I mean, hold on. Let me put it back up. He's top 10. Yeah, because JoJo is still coming off a loss, too. So Two of them. You know how that looks in some people's eyes. So yeah, you know how that JoJo looks is eyes. number 12. Then- Maxi Hughes is 13. Edwin De Los Santos is 11. Jeremiah Nakatilia, who you already beat, is number 10. Michelle Rivera, who's fighting Saturday, is number 9. Yvonne Mendy, who just lost to Denny's Betischek, is number 8. Jermaine Ortiz will be on the show in a matter of minutes. is number 7. And Sushi, no, Sushido, Yoshino, is number 6. George Cambosos, who said no, 5. William Cepeda, who said no, 4. Shakur, number three. Isaac, who said no, number two. Yeah, and obviously, Vasily um, is facing Devin, allegedly. Word. So I think I think they can make that happen, that Edward De Los Santos. I think that would be a good fight. Definitely got to push for it. They're going to have to push and petition. But yeah, I, I guess with everybody else turning it down, why not at this point? At this point. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said before, um, Jermaine versus Cambosos. Both coming off losses. I do like that fight. Yeah, that's a good fight. I do like that fight. But yeah, guys, that happened. Uh, Jermaine? Yeah, Jermaine. I would hope Jermaine, because it's not, if not, he going to... I mean, you know, I, I want Jermaine, but I mean, obviously, if Cambosos win, it looks good for Haney and, 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 and Tio. I just think Jermaine. I just, Damn, I mean, I, mean, I, I just said think Edwin Tio, would murder JoJo. They big think, on Edwin De Los Santos out here. I hope PBC get him a fight this year. <clears throat> I just think that. Nah, uh, that's true, bro. Okay. Edwin can move too, and he got that pop. Yeah, I hope they I get him a fight. Is. I hope they get him a fight because you know, if they don't get him, if they don't keep him active while he's hot and people talking about him, you know, then what are they doing? Right now, he's hot. Oh, y'all right this? now, you know, people talk about him with Shakur. The best thing would be for them to at least announce a fight. I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I don't think he's in the top 10, but what's good with uh, Raymond Murataya? Not too many people talk on him. Bro, because they, they, they baby-stepping him, man. True. They baby-stepping him over at top, Brian. Tell him cut the, the leash. And Bro, that, I had a whole trainer. Too? I had a whole trainer arguing with me. I was training the other day. Not the other day, but I was training with uh, Raiz Halim's trainer. Mm-hmm. And, and he was training some young boy whose father was there who's like, I don't know, somehow related to Muratayo. And he's like, yo, Muratayo's going to be Devin. He's going to be Shakoi. He's going to be there, but he's the dog. I'm like, Bro, 
My man ain't even fought a fucking former world champ. Like, why is you wasting my fucking airtime with this shit right now? Mm. I need to breathe oxygen. You talking about a dude that ain't never stepped up. Like, why they think this dude is hot shit? And and I just want to remind everybody, in his last fight, uh, the top rank and ESPN commentary team was actually critical of him of uh, because of that, because he hasn't stepped up and and said that it's time to step up. So, uh, so it looks like we got Jermaine Ortiz, but it is disconnecting, so we will wait. Uh, Yo, can y'all hear me? Yeah. But yo, that's my call, fellas. I just want to give you a shout out. Um, fucking Merry Christmas to you and your families. And uh, stay up. Likewise, brother. Enjoy your holidays. Uh, we're going to cut to intermission. Whenever we do get the guests, we need to cut right now. What are you telling us, Brian? We're, we're cutting the intermission, so do us a favor and head on over to KenichiBear.com and get yourself a set of hibernation files because they are the number one sponsor for TBV. And the Bluetooth headset actually works great. Perfect for this season holidays as a gift. We'll be right back with Jermaine Ortiz. Wow. Jermaine, what's going on, brother? Thank you for joining us. Uh, obviously, we were looking forward to having you in studio, but how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I was supposed to be down there, but some things came up, so I cancel that. Yeah, man. So obviously, we're talking 135-pound division, and I don't know if you've been noticing what's been taking place, but ever since the WBC convention, um, they have ordered Shakur Stevenson to face Isak Cruz. He turned it down. They went from the number two to uh, the number four in William Cepeda. He turned it down. Cambosos turned it down. And obviously, if Shuchiro Yoshina does not turn it down, he gets the fight. But if he turns it down, you're next on the list at number seven. So we wanted to get you in here to just... You know, see, I mean, a lot of us don't think you should take the Shakur fight off of the Vasil loss. You know, some of us want you to get a win. Mm. But how do you feel? Like, you know, this is your career, and maybe you don't feel like waiting for opportunities to come or pass you by. Uh, I'm a fighter at heart. So any opportunity, any opposition, any challenge that comes my way, I'm always going to want to take it. I'm always going to want to fight and prove I'm the best. And like I said before, I feel like I'll be the only one to beat Shakur Stevenson. So the opportunity comes, why not take it now? Now, don't you think that the cat is out the bag? Because it's like, they know you can fight now. You know, some people, you know, felt disrespected by the scorecards with your fight with Vasil. Some people thought you won. 
So it's not like you're going to surprise Shakur. He, he knows what to expect now. Yeah, I guess, uh, as you say, the cat's out the bag. For some people, they've been thinking that. For me, I always knew what I could do, uh, my abilities and stuff. So now it's just more on a global level that people know who Jermaine Ortiz is and what I'm capable of doing. And I feel like there's still a lot more that uh, people are still going to be able to see in Jermaine Ortiz to come. So, again, I'm one of those guys that prefer you to get a win. You know, maybe uh, Nakatilia or Nakatani, even Richard Comey, I suggested. Um, someone just said you versus Cambosos. They called in. That's a good fight, both coming off losses. Um, but you're saying that's not what you want. If the Shakur fight's on the table, you would prefer that. I would take it. Uh, I'm trying to get whatever that will line me up for a world title because my end goal is to be world champion. And, you know, on a business perspective, it would look probably better to just, you know, like what you said, get a win with any of those other guys. I think Cambosos would be a great fight. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's always a, a kind of a team decision. But if I want to fight, I'm going to fight. And... I don't know, it's just something that, I'm a dog, so sometimes, like, somebody got to hold me back, maybe, but when it comes to the table, like, I'm just going to want to fight. Do you think if the fight with Shakur was offered, it's best to jump on it now because you're more naturally 135-pounder and he would be his first fight at this weight, not necessarily 100% acclimated, you know, he just missed weight below... Or do you think none of that matters? He's a professional. You know, he's been doing this all his life. That five pounds isn't going to be a big difference for him. Uh, I can't really say from his part because I don't know how his camp looks. I don't know who's he sparring. He's probably sparring bigger guys and maybe he could take he could take that the weight. Uh, you know, smaller gloves is different, obviously. But, you know, Shakur is very good He's very good defensively, so I don't think that's his concern much because if he's defensively tight, he probably doesn't have to worry about big punches coming in. But you never know. It only takes one shot to slide in and switch up the whole game plan. Is there anyone you would use specifically for sparring or you would just let your team do what I normally do? You didn't bring no one in special for Lomachenko, so you wouldn't bring in a special spawn partner for Shakur, or did you? Uh, I'll bring somebody to imitate. Every single time, I do have a line bringing people who's going to imitate that style as much as they can. Uh, if it's more of an aggressive style, more of a boxer style, whatever it is, we're going to try to imitate that as much as possible, but we're not going to never find somebody who's going to be exactly like that other fighter but we try to get the closest look we can. Who do you think off your top of your head, or again, would you let your trainer deal with that? Like, who do you think would be the best guy you could call in for South Paul sparring to emulate Shakur? That would be hard. I can't really think off the top of the head. I haven't, I haven't thought that far. I mean, uh, one... Yeah, damn. Fuck, I'm trying to think. Southpaw at that I way. mean, Boo Andre, I know you said you've worked with him. He is on your side of the town, and he's a Southpaw. He's not yeah. Shakur, but he's a Southpaw. And he's big, so, that might you work. know, that's the power, you know. That might work. 
Jermaine, so, I, so on the other hand, I'm sorry, I've been cutting him off all day. My bad, Danny. This is the last one. Do you think that Shakur would actually offer you the fight? Because, like, obviously there's other people there. And he can always skip you. He can always send a petition to WBC and say, let me fight Edwin De Los Santos for the Eliminator, you know? And, and say, you know, Jermaine is coming off a loss or something like that. I don't know. But do you think he would want to face you? I think so. You know, if Shakur is a dog like you say he is, which I believe him to be, then he's going to want to fight the best. And if I'm next in line, then why wouldn't he want to fight me? Jermaine, I, I, I'm sure you saw um, his fight with Jamel Herring and your preparation for your fight with Jamel Herring. Uh, what were you able to, to, you know, pick apart from that fight? What do you remember from, you know, watching um, his fight with Jamel? And uh, where do you think you could capitalize? Talking specifically about capitalizing on Shakur? Correct. Oh, man. Uh, looking back at it, I wasn't really looking at what I could capitalize on Shakur when I was watching that fight. And when I did rewatch the fight, it was for when I was facing Jamel. So I was really looking at how I could capitalize on Jamel, not on Shakur. So I'd have to watch it back and really, really think and see what, what we can do. Did you see anything in that fight that once you fought Heron, you felt like, oh, I did this better than Shakur? Or I capitalized on an opening better? Uh, I gotta look. I gotta look back. I remember somebody, some people saying things that it was a better, a better, like output than than Shakur. There was something along those lines, but I couldn't recall it too much. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I look back. Now that you say that, right after this, I'm going to watch the fight. I'm going to rewatch the fight. And I'm going to be like, all right, and pick point shit out because you guys are mentioning it now. So I'm definitely going to do that right after this. Jermaine, uh, I got to ask, how many times have you seen uh, your fight with Vasil, if any? Uh, Probably like four times. Four times. Does it mean, I mean, I know this might come left field because you a man and you're a fighter, but did you cry? Nah, it don't make it don't make you emotional at all. It made me like it made me more ambitious and just more like really wanting to step on people's throats a little bit more, uh, more aggressive in that manner. That I cry no. Um, it was just you know a shrug of the shoulders, and I've seen it happen before. And biggest takeaway. Well, what was your biggest takeaway each time you saw the fight? Because I'm sure you looking back, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, to to, yeah. to to you know, see where uh, there was a lot of things. where things could improve. <clears throat> there, there was a lot of things in every single fight I can improve, and every time I watch me fight, I can see how I can improve, how I can move better, everything. Uh, and with this fight, it was really more finishing. I really got to understand on finishing and win those championship rounds and how much they really do matter. And it's not just about winning the majority of the rounds, but the types, when the rounds matter, you know, like the beginnings of the rounds and the ending of the rounds, uh, the championship rounds, and knowing when to take time off and knowing when to capitalize on those rounds to really get, you know, the judges' eyes on you dominating. 
Now, everybody's flipping in the chat. Have you noticed? Because I said, did you cry? Meanwhile, we're talking about Shakur, who cried when he didn't win his gold medal. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's just an emotion. It's a natural, natural yeah. thing. And especially when you feel like you got the win. So I'm just basing my question of you expecting to get a win and then being disappointed. So I hope you didn't take it the wrong way when yeah. I asked you if you cried or not. No. To be honest, I thought I was going to cry when I won. Mm. Just from, joy. you know, tears of joy. Because everything that I knew what was going to happen, I knew how I felt inside preparing for this fight. Like, I was so confident. I knew I was going to win. And I manifested everything. So there was times I wanted to cry before the fight. I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm going to wait till after I win. I'm going to cry because it's just tears of joy. But that ended up happening. Champ, it's, uh, it's funny. Obviously, uh... With us, we do this show daily, uh, multiple times a day. So we see what the fans are saying. A lot of people felt that you ain't been under the bright lights. You you know that you haven't been on that stage that Jamel Herring could not prepare you for the Lomachenko stage. And boy, were they wrong, right? Uh, you definitely showed up on the night. Um, was there a specific round? Where or a specific moment in the fight that stood out to you the most where you're like, I'm really here, I'm really on the big stage? Uh, I can't say a specific round because it's all in the mind. Like, I really prepare my mind, and I feel like my mind is my biggest asset and my biggest tool on why I could dominate and why I could win and why I'm so, you know, just strong and ferocious in whatever I do. Because I really prepare myself mentally before anything that I'm already a winner. This is nothing new to me. Like, And people have been saying that to me since the beginning of time. I remember just my first time even fighting on TV when I opened up the pay-per-view for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. And people be like, oh, that's going to be different. You're on a, on TV now or whatever, et cetera. And right after that and after that, people will say the same thing. But it's never affected me. It's always just another day in the gym. That's how it felt. Dope, dope. I got a couple of questions here from the people, champ. Cisco Promotions says, looking back at your fight with Loma, was the battle as mentally exhausting as the hype or was it what you expected it to be? I ask because the media consistently pushes how much you have to think when fighting Loma as if, as if it's out of this world compared to other fighters. Uh, to be honest, I was surprised how much I didn't have to really use my mind compared to like sparring. Like when I was sparring him, I felt like I had to use, I was getting more mentally exhausted a little bit at times. But during the fight, I was really surprised on how mentally clear I was and mentally settled and mentally not, you know, everywhere. And like, oh, I got to think, you know, I really just took it with calm because I knew how it was going to play out. Well, how'd you find that calmness? Was that just natural or something you worked on? I'm just like, I just like, I'm telling you when I talk, like some people say they believe in themselves and some people talk the talk and say like, no, I'm 100% confident I'm going to win. No, like that thing is like in my blood that I already know I won. So there's no worry. Like, I don't even know how to explain it without over-exaggerating, but it is going to over-exaggerate on the confidence that I do have in myself. And that's why I am so calm every single time I step in the ring. Like, sometimes I question myself on why I don't get 
nervous or why I don't get no butterflies or not even something, you know, like a little stomach turning at any moment throughout preparation. And it's just because that ultimate confidence I have in myself. And sometimes I question is like, wow, I should Wait, be feeling something. Wait, you don't something. get like, butterflies. This is something new for me. I don't get nothing. And I question myself why I don't sometimes because it's like something that should happen. Something's natural. Oh, yeah. At some point in time, you should get something, even the best of the best, even Mike Tyson. And sometimes I question myself, like, why can't I get this? Because sometimes I want to feel that feeling and I just can't. So and not even at the face-off? Nothing, bro. And, wow. And it's weird because I, 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 I sometimes I want to feel that feeling because it's a, it might give you a different type of energy, but it's nothing. It's nothing. And what about in any hold of on, your champ, fights? Hold on, champ. I, I got to butt in because, because I vividly remember there were some people, and there's always those, but there were some people that were critical of you for not taking your glasses off at the weigh-in. Saying that the entire week you kept your glasses on, that you chose to not look Loma in his eyes. Um, what do you say to that? Because some people think that was a mental thing. Was it was that you playing a mental thing or why was that? Nah, you know, when I'm cutting weight, my eyes are all black eye, like I look like a like a raccoon sometimes. So I just don't want to show that. I wanna stay looking pretty, so I try to cover the black <laughs> eye. You know? Uh, you know, dark circles, and then he looked at me like if it was something weird, I'm like, you know, the face off, like, I took him off, like, no, it ain't no mental thing. It ain't because I don't want to look at you in your eye. Like, I'm going to stare down at you if that's what you want. And I'm going to look through them eyes. Hmm. I got Lids Low in Decatur, Georgia. He says, what direction do you go from here? Any opportunities came about since the Loma fight? Uh, not really. Not, I haven't got no calls for no fights. At least nobody that told me anything. All right. What about uh, Canna says, great fight, no question, just respect. There you go. Champ, so... And that's Nebraska. No uh, time frame? Like, hey, we, we plan to get you out, like, quarter two and nothing like that? I'm thinking, at least, at least I would like to get back in the ring, like, March, April, around there. Okay. So... That's the time I'm kind of looking at. I don't know. I haven't really gotten that. Yo, let me ask you this. Top, That's what yes. I'm looking at. Now that you were top rank, would you like to get on like a Xander, Belanga, Jermaine Ortiz, Madison Square card, uh, Garden card, or or you know you want to do your own thing? Man, I'm, I'm I'm willing to do anything to create my publicity and get it up there. And because we all know this is a business at the end of the day, and it's about entertainment, it's about sales, and it's about viewership. So anything that could skyrocket that up and bring it up, I'm all for it. And I just feel like, you know, besides the outside of the business stuff or the promotions, let that do its work. But my job is to entertain inside the ring. And I feel like that'll create my own fans and the own respect that I deserve. And I feel like it's done that itself by the way I fight and the way I try to entertain the people with my style. Um, the rest of the outside promotion is just, you know, work that I got to do and everybody in the team got to pitch in and do as well. Jermaine, I, I want to ask, had you won October 29th, Bob calls you, Jermaine, I need you to be ready by March 18th for Devin Haney. That's what he wanted, man. Would you, that would have been would crazy. Would you have accepted the fight before Ramadan? Of course. I would have. You know why? Because uh, I practice Islam as well, so... 
when it comes to Ramadan, if I could get a chance to fight right before and fast throughout that time, that would be perfect for me. So, so that, that wouldn't, wouldn't. What was your experience like then? Because you you fought Jamel um, post Ramadan, meaning that you held camp during Ramadan. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was different. Like I, I tried uh, to fast for a couple of weeks, but like having that big fight, you know, I really just didn't fast th- throughout that time. Like mm. I try to practice as best as I can, but I gotta, you know, you need not the times where I'm in position. Yeah, there's not times where I'm in position would be like, nah, like I'm not in a world championship position where, where I'm Devin Haney. I could be like, well, I gotta fast during Ramadan. I'm gonna fight beforehand or after, and not in between. Um, I mean, I'm, just, I'm, is I'm he, not in that position it, it, to do that. Is he in position? It seems like top rank is trying to fucking push it to May. I don't know. I'm not really keeping up with too much of the details. Mm. Uh, do you see a reason? But, do you see a reason um, that Lomachenko couldn't be ready? Like as a fighter, just as a fighter, like you yourself said, you you could be ready. Could you see yourself as a fighter? You fought October 29th. Could you be ready by mid March in that fight? Yeah, like, like right now, I'm telling you, I'm preparing for March, and I don't even got nothing lined up. But you know, physically, I'm trying to get myself ready. So if that call does come in March, I am ready. Uh, and I feel like Lomachenko should take the fight before before that time because he's already older. So why wouldn't he want to just get back in there as soon as possible? They was trying to complain about ring rust ten months and that when. 10 months to me in boxing isn't that much of a long time. If it was a year and a half, then you could talk about that. But 10 months is not that far off. Most people fight every six, seven months when they're yeah. fighting 12-round fights anyways. That's fair. That's damn near typical these days. Um, my last thing to you, um, you said obviously that you weren't in the Devin Haney position to choose to fight before or after. You know, it's, that seems to be in the air. If you were in the in Devin's shoes right now, since you do uh, practice Islam, would you turn the fight down then if they do try to push it to me as the undisputed world champion? Yeah, because if you're the champ, turn it down and, 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 and fight in May. But, you know, he wants to... I know he's probably having a hard time at 135 and he's talking about probably moving up. So he wants to do it before, you know, keep that... Make the weight sooner than later. Uh, if I was in his position, I have all the belts. I'm undisputed. I want to serve my God the best I can. And as an influencer and as a role model to others, you know, put God first and and do what you got to do. For sure. But I would, I'll, 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 I'm on him with that one. Well said, champ. For sure. Thank I got you for New your York thoughts. bullet. That says, what's good, champ? You did well in the Lomachenko fight. Much respect with the Puerto Rican flag. If given the chance for a rematch, what would you do differently? I'll knock him out. (laughs) How could you ensure the knockout? Don't everybody want to get the knockout? Because that's the only way you make sure you don't lose. Yeah, but... No, this time, it's because I knew, like, Crazy to say, like, I really had a dream. I was going to knock him out, like, under the fifth round. And when I rewatched it back, like, I think in the second round, I caught him with, a, like, a check hook. And I know he was hurt. Not at the time. When I watched it, I knew he was a little hurt because the way he fell forward, pushed off of me, and started running in a circle. He, know, he doesn't do that the way he fights. He's never 
off balance. He has good at his stance. He knows how to pull back and run away. But the way he did, he fell forward. It was in the second round of check hook. And if I was to catch that while I caught him with that and jumped on him, you know, dream would have came true. But like I said, I was super confident. I know I feel like Lomachenko is a little bit too small for that. Uh, it's, it's tough to say because he's did beat great fighters at 135. He's been there for a good amount of fights already. But maybe somebody like me, like Devin, who's bigger. I don't know. But I know if I also have a rematch, I'll knock him out. Mm. I'll put that for sure. Bougie from Brow with the 954 said, What's good, champ? Thanks for pulling up on the show today. First off, I became a fan when you fought uh, Jamel Heron. I knew you were special the way you dominated. Then I was pissed when you when they said you were tune-up against Loma. I knew you was going to beat him, and you did. But top rank robbed you. And this was your first 12-round fight and still dominated. Is Loma a hype job? So I guess that's your question. Is Loma a hype job? I don't think, I, I don't think Loma's a hype job. Uh, obviously, we know promotions do a lot of things, but to me, Lomachenko is still one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, the way he dominates, the way he performs inside the ring, the way he's able to knock people out with not just one knockout power, but just his flurry of punches. I don't think Lomachenko is a high job. He is a great fighter. It just takes the right person to expose him and knowing what to do. It's another smart fighter in there with him. Brandon in Houston says, after hearing that wide scorecard, did that somehow change your approach moving forward? When I say change, I mean, when facing a favorite, do you think you need to be more aggressive in the sense, go for the knockout or knock down the KO instead of leaving it in the hands of the judges? Uh, I don't want to say that because I learned from my experience with the Adorno fight where I was the underdog. I didn't have no deal with top rank. And I knew I was the B-side. And I kind of came with that overly aggressive style and really to try to dominate and dominate and dominate. And even though I felt like I dominated every round, even the round that I got dropped, it left me to a mistake that, you know, one round, the second round, I was off balance and I slipped. And But that's another mistake of just knowing where my feet are at and not being off balance. But even at that point, it was a draw when out of the eight rounds and uh, two 10-8 rounds and every other round I dominated, I, I would still be up by one point if you calculate it. Uh, so. After that, I seen that, and I just didn't want to continue making the same mistakes. So I didn't go with that mindset of, no, I'm a B-side, I'm a dominant. Because the last time I tried to do that, I still didn't win, <laughs> even though I dominated and ended up making some mistakes. So. so Tell the Truth says, first of all, I think you are a great fighter. I want to know how you feel about people saying that you was just the sparring partner trying to downplay your performance against Loma. Also, Shakur is not what you want. If so, demand it. All right. Uh, what was the first part of that question? Uh, well, he said, first of all, I think you're a great fighter. And how do you feel about people saying you was just the sparring partner trying okay. to downplay your performance against Loma? Um. To be honest, right before the before the fight and throughout the whole process of the fight, I'm not the type. I'm not listening to videos, vlogs, uh, 
journalists, whatever, I don't do that because I know they're not going to say nothing good about me. So I'm not going to allow not one ounce of any negative energy about me to enter my mind or my unconscious mind. And that's where it comes the other side of the conference because I don't let that drive me. So after the fight, uh, my partner, I'm just, I'm just going to prove him. I know people are always going to doubt me and I always felt that in that position that people are always going to look down on me. So my job is like, whatever it is, what it is, those are the cards I'm dealt with in life. This is the position I'm in. I just got to play my cards and prove the people wrong. So I'm not going to be mad at people's opinion. Everybody got their own opinion, but my job is to show them different. For sure, man. I think those are all our questions. Jermaine, please let everybody know where they can find you, man. We just want to thank you for jumping on last minute. I know that the travel plans changed, and we do appreciate you still being able to come Yo, on and connect with us. Champ, man, keep living life, man. Keep living mm. life. Fuck the haters. Keep living life. Throw back on the screen, guys. Uh, you, man, I saw you at the garden. You out here, like, modeling and shit. Not really, but for real modeling. Mm. So keep living life. Um... Keep Thank being you. happy, keep smiling, and keep working, Tim. I appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, everybody can follow me on Instagram, Jermaine Ortiz, Twitter, Jermaine Ortiz R. Uh, just find me at Jermaine Ortiz, and I thank y'all, the Boxing Voice. Y'all the number one podcast out here, so I really appreciate y'all for having me on here. Before you go, I got to get your thoughts, man. Obviously, uh, you know, your brethren, Michelle Rivera, is fighting. What do you think about that fight with Frank Martin? And, uh, you know, obviously I'm Dominican, so I'm, I'm pulling for Michelle. So I don't know, are you going to do the same? Because I'm actually looking for someone to <laughs> reassure me that my $50 bet was the right <laughs> bet. Because I put 50 on him, man. I think he got the better resume. You know, he's he's been in earlier with better opposition. Like, he beat Ladarius Miller, fuck, two, three years ago. So I don't know. I think he could box, man. What's your thoughts? Um, I think Michelle's a great boxer and I'm pulling I'm pulling for Michelle. I think he's gonna win. And, you know, staying on my side with my Dominican brother. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Ortiz, man. We look forward to getting you back on, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thank you. Happy holidays, man. Right, thank you. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Jermaine Ortiz. We are still taking callers. If you want to call in and voice your opinion, not only on the interview, but obviously on Shakur Stevenson. Not yet finding someone in the WBC rankings to go forward for an eliminator. Ultimately, to fight Devin Haney and or get those belts, it vacated. But what were you going to say, my friend? I was going to say, what's that number to call in, us? 1-425-569-5241. Press 1, one time. Someone did just hit me up on a message like, yo, how do I call in? So I gave it to him. Let's see if he calls. If not, we will be wrapping it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, there will be no show from here in Blue Wire, but we're still going to be doing our betting show um, out of the morning studio. So we will be giving that fantastic betting advice this week, hoping to make some money. There's only 17 fights on the PBC card, so I'm sure we'll find a thing or two to bet oh, on. Oh, man. Uh, I hit Shakur up so early this morning, too, and, 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 and I posted that we were doing this show, so he commented and said, Jermaine is tough. He would take the fight. And we ain't see it till now. How long ago was that? I mean, Brandon sent it to me, but uh, I also hit him up, though. I wanted him on the show, man. Mm. But, you know, I didn't get that response in time. 
Um, all right. So, Ness GTO. Danny, where can they find you? Ringbogue Danny. Instagram and Twitter. We are the Boxing Voice on all forms of social media and all platforms. Pod- all platforms for podcasts. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, I'm, I'm leading the witness because I know he's Dominican, bro. It's like, you don't do that. Especially in the Latin culture. They don't really pick against you. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, that's why everybody always calls you out. And they say that you're, you're fake. You either got it or you don't. But that's not how the Latin culture is. That's why they are considered, you know, uh, what's the word, the phrase they like to use for Mexicans? They support. Because it's like, they support blindly. It's like, oh, Francisco Vargas, el vaquero! It's like, yo, my man got knocked out three times in a row. He should be retired. No, el vaquero! So Bandido. Like, oh, Bandido. <laughs> Emmanuel Navarrete is el... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh. Catch us tomorrow Yo, morning. That's we another out. thing. See, y'all don't get no criticism. Navarrete is about to fight some dude no one's ever heard of for a vacant title. If that was, you know, <laughs> Jamal Heron fighting for Patrick Highland for the vacant title, we would do everything we... I said Jamal Heron. I meant Jamal Charlo. Remember when he fought Patrick Highland, how the world flipped out? But Navarrete, Valdez pulled out. What he pulled out for? He got a Injury. date with his fucking alligator? Oh, my God. We out. Catch us tomorrow. We out.